tell us a little bit about what you saw and, and, and being able to relay that message to Cora when you watched Kimbrel pitch and, and kind of help out so he wasn't uh, tipping his pitches. So tipping pitches, we hear about it all the time. People at home understand what tipping pitches is all about. It's amazing, man. Yeah, that's remarkable. Alex, we have a very special episode on deck today. One that has been, dare I say, months in the making. When I went back and I was listening to voicemails, uh, when people first submitted their pitches for you to become a fan of a new team, uh, those voicemails started rolling in around April of this month. It is July. Yeah. It's midway through July. I mean, you could argue this has been in the works for years. <laughs> um, Some might say it's been in the works since you were a child. I signed up to be an Ace fan. <laughs> Uh, of course, today on the podcast, we have the Alex Chooses a New Team episode. Should we have come up with a better name for this? Other than the very verbose Alex Chooses a New Team episode? New Team Pod? Alex's Fandom Power Hour? Alex for Sale? That's pretty good. That's actually a pretty good one. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was trying to think about like the the term for like architecture, you know, that like just like tells you what's inside it like say a you know like i think of it like a blueprint well like a blue but i mean like like a you know it's like a a a basket store that's shaped like a basket right this is a Mm. this is a team choosing podcast so what better way to name it than the the alex chooses a new you know exactly what you're getting when you walk in alex alex for sale leaves a little too much room for interpretation i think i like the room for interpretation i think the listeners will like it as well um MLB decided that they wanted to derail the Alex for Sale podcast before it even gets going. You know why? Because they dropped a big old piece of news for us. A tipping pitch is branded piece of news. Can I read you a tweet from the one and only Bob Nightingale, a man whose tweets have not been read enough on this podcast this year, I fear. Please do. I mean, I've for the listener's context, I've been offline basically all day long. So I have no idea what's about to come out of your mouth, uh, especially now that I know that it's a Bob Nightingale tweet. So I'm, uh, I'm strapped in. Have you been off all day long because uh, you're protesting the downfall of Twitter and you've migrated all of your... I'm all on threads. Threads. Yeah. You've migrated I don't think Bob's over there yet. If Bob joined threads, would we have to get on there? Are you on threads? Do you have a threads account? I did make an... I didn't mean oh, to... <laughs> what do it you was, mean? Well, you know, it was like... You know me, right? And I trying everything yes. on the face of the earth. Exactly. For shits and giggles. Right. And so out of curiosity, I did download the app, not realizing it was going to irreversibly link my Threads account to my Instagram account, like See, handle and all. And now yeah. I can't delete the Threads account exactly. without deleting my Instagram account. It's, oh, wow. That's hardcore. It's really hardcore. <laughs> See, that's why I didn't make a Threads account. I downloaded Threads and I was like, oh, I'll do this on the first day and I'll get B-Wags. But I don't have that on Instagram. Right. And so when I knew, when I found out that it was just going to be my same old boring Instagram handle with numbers at the end, I was like, this is bullshit. I'm not signing up for this. And then I deleted Threads before I linked the account. Yeah, I think you would, you would have to make a B-Wags Instagram account, which I assume already exists in yes. some fashion. Yes. It took... Herculean efforts for me to get B-Wags on Twitter. Yeah. If you think I'm leaving the Twitter platform just because a couple of dumb Elon tweets, you're wrong. Right, and now you spend all day long telling reply guys that you're not the football player. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yes. Anytime he does anything, it's about 25 people tweeting at me being like, dude, great job today. Yeah. Uh, no, Bob Nightingale on Twitter.com. 
Alex, brace yourself. Quote, MLB is working with Dow Chemical, trying to develop a baseball with a sticky substance. Let's go. <laughs> you actually could not parody this if you try. Like, I, I challenge you right here, right now, in this room where we are together for the first time in what feels like months. Think of something funnier than that. I dare you. Think of an MLB partnership that could be funnier than that. What is it like? They hire Kissinger as Commissioner Emeritus? <laughs> it's two on the note. First of all, isn't it widely known that MLB has their own sticky substance they put on 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 the baseballs? What like the, like the, the rosin? Mud. Oh, the, the mud. The, the mud, right? There's all there's the whole thing about the mud that they get. Not cancerous enough. Not it's not right exactly. It's naturally that, occurring. There's no money to be made in mud. They haven't poisoned enough agriculture, right? Like, <laughs> honestly, they probably have. Sending people to the bottom of the Delaware River, they're probably like leaking chemicals during that process. But that's a whole different thing. And also, probably not the worst worst offenders in the Delaware River, to be honest. <laughs> yes, honestly. <laughs> so, is there more information about this, or is it was it just the top line? Like they're working on it. Just that Bob tweet. Haven't seen anything else about it. It's the kind of thing that like we do, right? Where we're like, well, we're working on a climate pod. <laughs> Stop bringing up the climate pod. <laughs> You bring up the climate pod it leads to is the mi- only thing bare that minimum people that three that people being like, what's the climate pod, <laughs> and us having to like put our tail between our legs and run home. It's the bed we've made. I, I su- don't know what to tell you. I suppose it is, but even if we're not delivering on the climate pod today, we are delivering on a long-awaited podcast. Alex for sale. Alex chooses a new team. Alex has been shunned. He has been hurt. He has been let down, led astray, hoodwinked. He has been bamboozled. By his close personal friend, John J. Fisher. He has been Benedict Arnolded. Ben- Benedict Arnolded. Past tense verb of a man's name by John Fisher and the Oakland Athletics and Dave Cavill. Uh, and so, today on the podcast, we will be running through all 30 Major League Baseball teams, Oakland A's included. And we will be putting them through a rigorous rubric to determine their candidacy to become the team that Alex Baisley roots for. Uh, More about why that's a worthwhile endeavor for these teams to come. But before we do that, I am Bobby Wagner. I'm Alex Baisley. And you are listening to Tipping Pitches. Alex, let me just start this with a quick programming note. There's going to be a couple quick programming notes here. We're going to explain what this exercise is. Yeah. And I'm also going to say something that if you are a an astute listener or an astute reader of the podcast description, you no doubt already know that this is just part one <laughs> of a two-part podcast where we find you a new team. I'm just going to be front street with this. Dear listener, we thought and hoped that this would be just a one-parter, but it turns out that it demanded enough time, enough academia to be worthy of two parts and also because you were going to be out of town next week and so we need something to fill the week anyway (laughs) so these are just how these things happen alex before we put these teams through the ringer before we put them on the podium before we start grilling them in the job interview would you like to turn the tables a little bit and would you like to make a pitch as to why you're a great fan why you will be a positive addition to the team for any of these franchises um 
I don't know. I'd go positive. No. I think if if say a, an MLB owner looked at either of us as baseball fans, we're not the platonic ideal, probably. Big tent though. A big tent. Let us in. <laughs> Look, I put twenty six years and change into the Oakland days. I woke up every day, you know, put on that cap, you pulled did. on my gloves, pulled on my bootstraps, and and got ready for whatever the fight of the day was. You know, and I did that tirelessly and without recognition. Right. You're just a humble soldier. Exactly. In the Oakland Athletics Army. Foot soldier for JJF. Tighten up those boots. Standing at attention every morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. I owe 700 hours, as they say uh-huh. in the military. I have to say, I know this is a momentous occasion for you. And I know that this is a bit that we're doing on a podcast. <laughs> but this is also a momentous occasion for me. For as long as I can remember, you know, our friendship has been very intertwined with baseball and the teams that we root for. Being equally cursed in different ways. In different, unique, painful ways. And I believe you were wearing an Oakland A's hat the first time we ever had a conversation. Mm-hmm. You might have been... So. It must have been an ace hat because I wouldn't have approached you and talked to you if you're wearing a cow hat. Right. This was just like a big bears guy. <laughs> I mean, it was on brand for you to either be wearing an A's or a cow hat, but I think that the conversation started would have been A's. So I'm I'm pretty sure this is the reason that we have this podcast. It absolutely. I mean, you're sitting here wearing an Oakland A's shirt. I know. Did you like that? Right now. That was good. That was a good touch. It's like you wear a picture of someone to their a picture of someone <laughs> on your shirt to their funeral. <laughs> This whole podcast energy is kind of like the uh, the meme of those men carrying the casket at the right. funeral with the with the with the funny music playing. You know that meme that, I I, yes. that I'm good at describing on this podcast. <laughs> What's the shorthand for that meme? I don't know. They're wearing sunglasses. You know the meme. I just, yep. I'm did not that gonna. Meme, did that I meme make base myself to try and explain it further? Did that meme make it to Threads yet? You see that one yet? Or you get a couple months from now. You'll get it a couple months from now. Yeah. My viral threads account. If I can be made fun of for seeing three week old TikToks on Reels, you can be made fun of for seeing three month old memes from it's Twitter. All, it's all brands. You know, it's all, it's like Wendy's right. hopping in McDonald's replies and being like, I'd like to grim that ass. You know, like <laughs> the fact that you don't work for one of these companies <laughs> in social media copy is just like, a modern crime of our times. Uh, so you have created a rubric. And many, many listeners have made submissions as to why you should root for either their team, a team that they think would be a good fan experience, or otherwise, miscellaneous otherwise. We will get to that as we go along. How we're going to do this is, you're, well, you're first going to explain your rubric and why you chose these things. And then we're just going to go team by team, organized by division. And we're going to rate them on the rubric and then at the end, we'll have a final list of contenders based on who scored the highest. And you will choose at the end, if you so decide. I suppose at the end of this, you could really edge everyone and just be like, I'm not going to choose this week. Uh, tell me about the rubric. Did you work hard on this formula? You were, you were grinding away. I was grinding You know me. I love a good spreadsheet. How much code went into this? First of all, what code language? R? <laughs> right. R, uh, Ruby. Ruby. Um, Never heard of that one. C++. I know that one. There you go. None of these. It was equals some the following Excel <laughs> cells. Okay, great. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's an interesting exercise every so often to sort of zoom out and take stock of what really matters to you when rooting for a baseball team. And I think that this 
exercise really made clear in my mind that like there's sort of two elements to that. One is like the actual baseball that you're watching. Like, yeah. do I want to sign up and watch 162 games of this team? And that's the and stakes here. You there. will have to watch every single game for all of eternity. Right. Forever I to, and eternity. To I have to from suit Hulls. up in the same jersey they're wearing. Right. Like, I'm... You have to try to run on the field at least once a year. <laughs> that's the stakes. Right. And the goal is to not uh, get found out, right? The goal is to, like, <laughs> maybe have them mistake Trey Turner for the fan running on the field or right. something. You look a little bit like Trey Turner. You could be the you could be Trey Turner. I picked. I tried to pick someone who wasn't like above six feet. <laughs> I think he is still above six well, feet, I, but I don't know. Maybe in comparison to Alex Bohm, he does. Alec Bohm, he doesn't look like that. They're all four inches on my TV. That's so. <laughs> um, no. There's like the They're just like, my little friends on the TV. <laughs> I want everyone to know that I've slept 45 minutes in the last 36 hours. So this podcast might right. We're going to be really recording be longer incoherent. than the amount of sleep that you have gotten. In yes. the last like two days. That's right. Since we did the last podcast. Yes. It's just all pods. It's all pods all the way down, baby. So like success, right? How good is a team? What are the prospects of, of the team? Right. You know, what is... Sell me this team. Yeah. What is the star? Pa- you know, who is the guy right. on this team? So there's that element. Of it. And then there's like the aesthetic element of it, which I think as I've grown older has grown far more important, right? What is actually like going to see a baseball game in that team stadium do they have a jersey that i would be actually willing to spend egregious amounts of money on buying despite my aversion to jerseys what is the what is a broadcast booth like what are the things that like make taking in the baseball game enjoyable regardless of how good the actual product of the sport is so a lot of these categories are are ones that i sort of I, you know i went through and thought about with each team and tried to assign a not at all subjective, but a, attempt at being a subjective rating. Objective. Object, n- no, it's an attempt at being subjective. <laughs> My opinions are objective. <laughs> you can attempt to be more subjective. You're trying to make it more skewed towards yourself. <laughs> right, exactly. I, I mean, the third category that I didn't mention because I did not assign any score to is like the ethical cloud around each team, right? Like how, right. Does, how does the team engage with the community? So are, are some of these teams just like straight up DQ'd already in your mind? I imagine that there are some teams that you just basically didn't even consider. Right. I mean, there's a, definitely a handful of teams that, you know, when putting together these rankings and like summing out all the scores and everything like that, like they don't perform very well. And some of them perform really well in like the aesthetic category of those things. Right. But like the Tigers aren't doing much to make their spoiler, case right spoiler. now. No spoilers. Save it. Save it for the Tigers. Save it for the, the AL Central. Um, okay. Are you ready to do it? I think so. Should we just dive right into it? This is going to take a long time, so I feel like we should get into it. We probably should. Um, let's go through the categories. There are six categories. First one, team performance. This is worth 15 points in your mind. Yeah, loose point values assigned to each each of these categories. So this takes into account like recent success of the team as well as future prospects, right? Do they have eight top 100 prospects? No one or has eight is top 100 it... prospects. Well, Actually, no one has eight top 100 prospects that are not already in the majors. I'll say that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Orioles are kind of scooping themselves here by calling them all up. Like in the last two months. Yeah. Next category, player likability. This is also worth 15 points. Yeah. And this one more oriented towards like, who are the stars on the teams? Who are the ones that you're gravitating towards? As well as like how they 
conduct themselves, so to speak. Again, some of these categories, super like ephemeral, not something you can assign any sort of objective rating to, but like, it's like vibes. What are the, what are the players' vibes? Yeah, there are plenty of good players who are less likable just by nature of you don't know as much about them. Um, third category, team culture. This is worth 20 points. A little bit weighted a little bit more than like player likability and team performance. In your mind, what is what is included in team culture? Because that can mean a lot of things. Yeah. I, and team culture, really huge umbrella that I think, you know, I tried to fold in the the fan culture of that as well. Right. So so this takes into account like fan traditions. Uh, you know, if you're visiting the ballpark, that sort of thing. Like how strong is the rallying cry? around a given team? Are you seeing their fans at every other baseball game that you go to, right? Again, sticking with the A's. Sticking to sticking with the A's. Always see one dude in an A's hat every single time you go to a baseball game. There is always one man in a baseball, in an A's baseball cap. Sometimes that man is Alex Baisley. Uh, Okay, team culture. I, in my mind, when you say team culture, you know what I picture? I picture like a Yankees fan being like 27 rings bro like that's the culture around that's the fan culture around that team like we are the elite of the elite this is how we talk about ourselves this is how we pretend that we are better than everybody else and like that is appealing in some ways and that is unappealing in other ways so just it'll just be up to to you once we get to the Yankees yeah and and like some of these you know I did consult I I went around I wanted to see what's the what is the field saying right what are uh, other people who are thinking about these things how are they thinking about them and like you mentioned the fan culture that's one that i found myself really diverting from a lot of the broader public opinion because like fan culture they're like the cardinals the yankees Mm -hmm. the red Sox, and i'm like i these might be fun fan bases to to grow up in 100 but from an outsider's perspective are not always the most endearing uh easily the funniest thing ever would be if you chose the cardinals out of this (laughs) Uh, number four, category number four, aesthetics. This is also worth 20 points. Yeah. Is this is just the, which which team has the hottest players or is this a different type of aesthetics? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's not not considered. Uh, here I was thinking about uniform uh, and stadium, really, right? So, okay. so, right, so this takes into account uniform design, uh, both for the, the player, but uh, also for me, right? And so part of the way I thought about this is, I'm not thinking about which team necessarily has the best collection of jerseys because they all have like 12, right? right. But who's are rising to the top, right? I'm not going to buy all seven Astros variations. But if I'm a fan of them, I might buy the best one. So I want to know they have a good one at least. Okay. Number five, this is only worth 10 points. So only half as much as the last couple categories that we named. This is geographic location. I assume this is in relation to where we sit right now that is that is the true. place where you live can i can i hop on a subway to see them can i hop on a train to see them or do i need to buy a plane ticket is are kind you of how factoring in where you might live in your future no which is key so this is it's okay. it's new york centered new york or nowhere baby <laughs> you're what, such a what, coastal elitist i really am a coastal elitist which is really yes the <laughs> the names that rose to the top again are some eye roll. Shameful. Uh, uh, shameful choices. Shameful. I mean, the irony is that proximity actually didn't didn't end up weighing. It didn't much. make or break it. I mean, I mean, I included it, but turns out Dodgers have a lot else going for them. <laughs> Stop spoiling. <laughs> uh, the sixth and final category. This is tipping pitches. The sixth and final category is ownership conduct. 
Yeah, and this is the real vibes one. Didn't assign point values here, even though it's on my rubric. It's kind of like, does your team have a crimes.xlsx doc? You're really throwing the Dodgers fans through a loop. <laughs> You're like, they're great, but also they have a crimes doc, so you don't know well, what to expect. You're really jerking them around. We haven't right, even started. Have they, have they been under federal investigation <laughs> at any point in the last decade? Um, this is more like a pass-fail category then? I, th- I think so, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Uh, shall we, shall we start this? Shall we go through the teams? I have, yeah, I'm a little intimidated now, but yeah, I think we should. I have them organized by division. The centrals first, the east's next, and the west's last. Does that order sound okay with you? Yeah, get the flyer of states out of the way. Is that what you were saying? (laughs) Actually, that was just the order that they were in on ESPN.com when I googled MLB teams. (laughs) And I was just writing them down in that order. I don't know why they were in that order, but that was the order that they were in. First up is the Chicago White Sox, owned by none other than Jerry Reinsdorf. Notable players from the Chicago White Sox. Um, Keep in mind, listener, if you're a fan of this team, there's a high percentage chance you know much more about these teams than we do. Please do not write us emails or call in and say, you forgot to name X player in Notable Players. These are the current war leaders and or stars of the most recent seasons of these teams. Uh, There's a good chance that I missed some up-and-comers on your team who are having a breakout season this year because I have not watched all of these teams consistently this year. That is my disclaimer for now. I might have to remind people throughout the course of this podcast. Notable players, Luis Robert Jr. You might have seen him in the home run derby. Dylan Cease, Lucas Giolito, Tim Anderson, Yohan Moncada. Current top 100 prospects who have not debuted yet colson montgomery and brian ramos top 100 prospects according to fangraphs.com the website that we trust the most when it comes to these things alex you tell me do you want to tell me what you are thinking about the white Sox first or would you like me to play the voicemail that we have for the white Sox before you make your judgment yeah let's hear the let's hear the voicemails first i want to hear the fan pitches so I can, I can take it all into account. I'm glad you made that choice. Here's the voicemail that we have for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, hi, Bobby and Alex. This is uh, Dan from the south side of Chicago. Just uh, calling with uh, uh, you know, an entry into the Pick a New Team contest. Do not become a White Sox fan. Uh, whether or not Jerry or his descendants end up selling the team, it will break your heart all over again. Good luck. <laughs> oh dan i hurt for you sir and and i admire the the self-awareness you know the frankness the honesty this is the respect that our listeners have for you clearly they're not trying to sign you up for more pain they've seen what you have gone <laughs> right, through yeah uh are the white Sox in contention you know it's it's interesting because they ultimately rank pretty low in the overall scoring which I think mostly had to do with the fact that they've kind of had a middling level of success over the last few years. Last few decades. Really. Last few decades. The exception of 2005. Yeah, I, w- I will say, when I, so when I was thinking about recent success, I was looking at like last five to seven years, right? So is there any level of success maybe that like might still be with the team? If you were good in the 90s, sorry. That doesn't mean a damn thing to me. Uh, they they don't have a very robust farm system either. They consistently rank pretty low uh, in the sort of rankings that exist on the internet. 
And this is despite the fact that on the aesthetic side, they ended up in the top 10 for me. I know some people are, are hit or miss with the jerseys. I love the black and white jerseys. I think it looks really clean. Their broadcast booth consistently is ranked really, really well. I love watching White Sox games. Jason Benetti is an absolute gem in the booth. So it does feel like the team from the outside, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, great. Uh, Eloy Jimenez, Dylan Cease. I, I, I hear you, Dan. It might be a little harder living that. See, I left Eloy Jimenez off. Look at that. I already forgot a guy. <laughs> Once again, 45 minutes of sleep. Um, Dan is right. This is a they fail the ownership conduct category there. The, dis, the level of dysfunction is just why would you sign yourself up for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Right. There should be a have they hired Tony LaRussa within the last five <laughs> years category. You made the categories. <laughs> that would have been a really good joke. Have they ever employed Tony LaRussa? Uh, goodbye. Okay. That would be a good way actually to knock a few of these teams off. Yeah, exactly. Um, next up, Cleveland Guardians. Owned by the Dolan family, controlling person Paul Dolan, notable players, Jose Ramirez, Andres Jimenez, Josh Naylor, Stephen Kwan, Shane Bieber, Emmanuel Classe, Bo Naylor, Logan Allen, and Tanner Bibby. Quite a list there of interesting players. Uh, top 100 prospects who have not debuted yet. Uh, Brian Rocchio. The, the pronunciations are really... We're going to get a lot of notes about this. Yeah. I'm just going to tell people right away. Gavin Williams and Daniel Espino. They got another Daniel Espino. Wasn't there a Daniel Espino that was like 40 and he's like already retired? Wasn't he on the what, what, Nationals at some point? Yeah. That's Paolo Espino. <laughs> Close. Close. David Roth rolling over. You're 50% of the way there. <laughs> uh, we did not get any pitches for the Cleveland Guardians from the Tipping Pitches listenership. So, I turn it to you. Where do the Cleveland Guardians rank? Another team that came in the middle of the pack for kind of opposite reasons of the White Sox. The Guardians have a really robust farm system among one of the better ones in the league. And a a long track record of restocking that farm system via player development. Yes, exactly. And like a really good history of turning those guys into stars, right? They, They have had that real star power over the last few years in guys like Jose Ramirez, Francisco Lindor, Shane Bieber. Who does he play for now? (laughs) Well, uh, their aesthetics to me are something that that don't jump off the page. I think the the jerseys are a little little bland. Red and blue. I mean, I mean, like red and blue is already a strike against you for like half of these teams. And and this is one of the few stadiums that I that neither of us have been to. Also, so we can't right. speak to that specific White Sox experience. as well. Actually, yeah. Uh, can, can you tell we haven't spent a lot of time in the midwestern part of the United States? <laughs> right. Although so, I actually. Weirdly have, but only in one specific part of the Midwest. So right. That's unrelated. I'll, I'll talk about that when we get there. <laughs> so, so things like their broadcast booth and stadium experience ranks a little less lower just from kind of my top-level familiarity with them and the, and the bit of research I've done. Not exactly a stand-up ownership group either. I think no. you might find that to be true of, of many of these teams. But if I'm looking for someone who's going to invest long-term... I'm not sure we're going to find them with the Dolans. They're too busy bankrolling political campaigns, congressional campaigns around the country. Here's what I wrote for how they made their money in our uh, least terrible owner's notes from the episode that we did with Cespedes Family Barbecue. In 2000, Larry Dolan purchased the Cleveland Guardians baseball team upon his father taking control of the team 
Paul Dolan was hired as vice president and general counsel. In 2004, Dolan was promoted to team president and in 2011 promoted again to CEO slash chairman. Uh, this is basically bigger fail son gets the Cleveland team while the other fail son gets the New York teams. His his brother, Jim, James Dolan, Jim Dolan and the Straight Shots is the name of his band. If you want to check them out, they're not good. Uh, he owns Madison Square Garden as well as the Rangers and the Knicks. So when you have the the bigger fail son of that family, it's not exactly uh, exciting ownership. And I, I have to say, from my perspective, they fail the past fail of ownership conduct. <laughs> seeing as it took them so long to change the name and they were really not on the cutting edge when it came to that. They've been known to sell the team for parts when it suits them. Yeah, so so unfortunately, it looks like the Guardians are are not making it through to the next round of consideration. Okay, next up, Detroit Tigers, owned by, owned and controlled by Chris Illich, son of Mike Illich, a notable owner in baseball history. Kind of one of the more revered owners in baseball history is someone who, who spent and invested a lot of money and building good baseball teams and um, got close multiple times. Notable players currently on the roster, Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson, <laughs> Matt Manning and Tarek Skubal, the uh, two-headed Tigers pitching prospect of a few years back who have not quite panned out how they were hoping, but have shown some signs of life in the major leagues. Uh, that's combined no-hitter Matt Manning to you. That's true. That well, Did that push him over the top so you're, you're going to yeah. choose them? Okay, yeah. great. Uh, top 100 prospects in their system who have not debuted yet. Colt Keith, Wilmer Flores, not that Wilmer Flores, and Reese Olsen. We did not get a pitch from the Tipping Pitches listeners for the Detroit Tigers. So, Alex, I turn it to you. Let's put them to the test. So, I mean, no disrespect to any Tigers fans listening to this right now. Uh, Tigers did not fare so well. Mm. They uh, they did come in last in, oh, in, wow. my, in my rubric. Uh Wow. Shocking moment <laughs> yeah. on the pod. The Tigers and, came in last. Yeah. And and so again, they have little to no farm system to speak of. Little to no recent success to speak of. Wow. Again, the... He's as, taking you out behind of, the woodshed right now. Tigers star, fans. star power. <laughs> yeah, hey, that, look, I'm that being roster honest. is kind of brutal. That was <laughs> kind of brutal. Who who was the first one you said? Riley Green. Riley Green, oh, former okay. top prospect. Okay, real star. Spencer Torkelson. He hits the ball hard. Yeah. when he does hit it, right, and when he's not hurt, was thought of as being a big star at one point. Still could get there. Yeah, sure. Always baseball get, development. I'm hedging, I'm hedging my bets on number one picks from like four or five years ago. Baseball development is not linear, it's Alex. Not, it's I've not. said it many times on the podcast. Yeah, there's just not a lot in the near-term future to look forward to, unfortunately. And it seems like they were a team... I mean, they were a team with a plan, and that plan didn't turn out. And I kind of don't really know why. All of their prospects were seemingly hot up until AAA, and then kind of none of them panned out in the majors yet. I mean, we're talking about this very doom and gloom. There's a chance that they just like draft extremely well over the next five years and, and turn into a good team, because they... Though they will not spend with the top of the league, they will spend with sort of the top third of the league. So, you know, they'll give out big free agency deals when they feel like it's a guy that suits them. Unfortunately, the last guy they felt that, suit, that suited them was Javier Baez, who has been a negative war player since they signed him. So that was a mistake. It just feels like a team without a clear vision. And it's tough to choose that. I do think they passed the ownership test. Yeah, I think I think they do as well, and they recently just in comparison to the rest of the league, <laughs> right? They have a new GM in there, Scott Harris, who 
was inheriting a bit of a <laughs> a mess on all fronts. So I I don't want to count them out in in the future, right? What say you about their their uniforms? You know, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I'm not super high on them. I gave them a a four out of ten on uniform design. A lot of people like them. There's a lot of really they they do have a really classic look about them. The D is very regal. I like when they incorporate the tiger. I just it's missing the it factor for me, man. Interesting. Um I don't want to slander Dan Dickerson, who is their current announcer, who has been doing it for, for 21 years. Honestly, don't know much about him. Nope. Uh, haven't spent a lot of time watching his broadcasts. So, Tigers, dead last. That's, I think, surprising to me. And I will say, obviously, this, you know, there was a hard and fast sort of quote-unquote ranking in, in this spreadsheet, just due to the fact that I can order things in descending order. No shade to the Tigers or Tigers fans. Yeah. You're doing your best. You know, I, as you, as you mentioned, one of the one of the franchises I'd probably like feel better about rooting for morally, all things considered. Another one of the stadiums that we have not been to, Another, as well. Uh huh. Although the vibe, and we discussed this on our podcast episode about the ideal baseball stadium, but the vibe is that the last stadium was much better. Right. So that's like <laughs> not really a point in their favor either. Okay, Kansas City Royals, owned by propane lord John Sherman owner of Energy LP, the fourth largest distributor of propane in the United States. Notable players on the Kansas City Royals, Alex. Bobby Witt Jr., Brady Singer. I suppose you could say Zach Granke, though. I don't know how much longer he will be on the Kansas City Royals, so I did not list him. Uh, top 100 prospects who have not made the majors. There are none. And, and nobody called in to make the case for the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> Though I know that we do have some Kansas City Royals fans in the Tipping Pitches community who, f- who still feel strongly about their Royals. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they do? I think I have a feeling, but how did they do? The Royals are such an interesting team, man. I, they, I feel like no matter how you judge them, they're the team that like never looks quite as good on paper as they actually do. on the, They're like a real baseball team's baseball team, you know? So the they, whole is greater than the sum of their parts. Right, exactly. Like they ranked in terms of the overall sort of scoring, they ranked in the bottom third overall, top third in aesthetics, right? Beautiful stadium. I think they have some of the most gorgeous jerseys in the league as well. Interesting that you like the Royals jerseys and not the Tigers jerseys. I I consider them similarly classic and simple. I agree that I like the Royals jerseys better though. Yeah, I mean, I I like the royal blue. I also, I mean, so thinking about like individuals, just right, like like the powder blues feel very very iconic to me. Is there too much powder blue in Major League Baseball right now? Yes, we got a question about this. Yes. Okay, great. Glad that we waited. Texas Rangers. What? No, you're not a powder blue team. It feels a smidge like stolen valor. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Royals have been rocking them. I agree. Quite a few decades. I agree. Same with the Phils. Mm -hmm. The Fightins. Got it. Got it. We're gonna get to them. You we, better believe it. We will get to them. So, <laughs> so yeah. In terms of like the recent success and the star power, it's a little middling. But like they, I mean, they won the World Series they in 2015. Won, no, I, well, yes, I know. Uh, Actually, they didn't. That didn't happen. They're they're a team who always feels like on the cusp of like something. I'm like, well, if you squint, 
they you do spend a little money. They feel like ready to pull a rabbit out of the hat, but you just don't know what the rabbit is going to look like, and you don't know where the hat is at the moment. <laughs> right, and I'm not <laughs> sure I want to bank the next sixty years of my life on that. On that, so you're committing to sixty years, so 162 games a year, sixty years where you run on the field at least once per year. That is right. your commitment so far, right? Those and, are and just I'm wearing, for everyone in the jersey all day. Okay, Jay, yeah. right? Just just for everyone keeping track at home. Okay, Royals Caputo. <laughs> Um, Minnesota Twins, owned by the Polad family, back the blue Polad family, one of the only families to donate to the Democratic Party. Oh, that kind of back the blue. <laughs> I was like, what? Blue wave Polads. There you go. Big Biden heads. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to know what was in the garage That's in true. Delaware. They don't want you to know. They're trying to cover that up. Uh, notable players, kind of a lot. Carlos Correa, Byron Buxton, Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, Joey Gallo. I put him on there because he's handsome and, and hits large home runs. Uh, Royce Lewis and Eduard Julian. Top 100 prospects in their system who have not yet debuted Brooks Lee. We do have a voicemail in favor of the Minnesota Twins. Let me play that for you before you weigh in. Hey guys, it's Isaac. Uh, resident Twins fan over here. like to make a pitch for Alex for new team to root for. You love that heartbreak every season, the inevitability of wanting to do well and ultimately never doing well. Come on over to Minnesota Twitch Twins territory, where we have a long-standing tradition of either losing 100 games or making the playoffs only to lose to the Yankees every single year. Seriously, think about it. We might not necessarily be the poverty franchise that the Oakland A's claims to be, but uh, a lot of similar vibes over here. Just for your consideration, Alex. Sorry about the Oakland A's. All right, bye. I like the different approaches that our listeners are taking. Mm-hmm. They're like Some of our listeners are trying to be like, come as far away from the A's as possible. And some of our listeners are trying to be like, this will feel familiar for you, right. <laughs> but slightly better. <laughs> Oh, losing to the Yankees in the playoffs? Yes, I'll fit right in. Like a glove, baby, like a glove. Okay, um, thank you, Isaac, for calling in and making that pitch. It was very nicely delivered. I appreciated it. How'd the, how did the Twins fare? Twins fared okay, so they're kind of squarely in the middle of the pack, just outside the top Look at you. 15. Pelosi shill <laughs> that you are. <laughs> just trying to keep Adam Schiff in the Senate. <laughs> Shameful. Can't do it. We can't do it. <laughs> 45 minutes of sleep. <laughs> They're the sort of team that like didn't have a, a single category that really jumped off the page. But again, they got some prospects. I feel like when you think about the Twins, they don't scream star power, but you started reading some of those names. And I was like, those are some very good. Those are some very good players. I will sign myself up for, for watching some of that. So they're a team that, that scored for me slightly higher in the quality of baseball than the, than the aesthetics of the team, although they were very similar. <laughs> Once again, tipping our hand, this is another stadium that we uh, have not visited. We're just getting them all out of the way. If, some, the if, if Dow Chemicals wants to sponsor our trip around the Major League Baseball stadiums of the Midwest, we're open to it. Okay, we will take back everything we've ever said about Agent Orange on this yeah, podcast, so which is a lot, I think. I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe not. A podcast about the healthy side effects of Agent Orange. <laughs> right. Here's what Monsanto means for you. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I. It sounds like they're not a cross off yet. It sounds like they're in contention. I'm not. They're they're 
they're not out of contention yet. Yeah. Much like the AL Central in 2023, they are middling but still in it. Just kind of like you never really know. <laughs> okay. Uh, National League Central. We move on to the Chicago Cubs, owned by the 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 lovely, the friendly, the warm Ricketts family. Notable players: Dansby Swanson, Nico Horner, Nico Horner, who's like fucking amazing this year. Cody Bellinger, Ian Happ, Marcus Stroman, Kyle Hendricks. Top 100 prospects who have not yet debuted. Pete Crow Armstrong, that hurts to read. Kevin Alcantara, Hayden Wesneski, and Christian Hernandez. We have three voicemails wow. in support of the Chicago Cubs. Would you like to play all three back-to-back? Or would you like me to play one, you chat a little, I play another, we chat a little, and then you play the last? Let's chat. Let's, let's give each, each uh, voicemail a little bit of time to breathe. Okay, here is our first call. Hi, Bobby and Alex. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, this is my condensed pitch for why you should become a Cub fan. I know those weren't the words you wanted to hear, uh, but I'll go through a couple points. Players, currently uh, kind of a new crop, but a couple with promise. Dansby's raking. Morell is showing flashes of brilliance, like vintage, emphasis on the vintage Javi Baez. Uh, Stroman is reinventing himself, and there's a rarity that uh, we've got a halfway competent bullpen uh, for the past year or so. Uh, stadium, I've totally got Homer goggles on, but I still haven't been to a ballpark like Wrigley. You can take the train right there, or bus, or walk, or bike, because there's no parking lot. Uh, they just got rid of the piss troughs, and uh, I hear the food is getting better. It's the national landmark for a reason. Uh, and here's another thing. They will never leave Chicago. Uh, when the climate refugees flock to the Great Lakes, you'll want to say you were a fan before they were huge. But above all, I know that you crave content. Complaining about Cubs ownership is a rite of passage. I grew up in the Feast or Famine Tribune Company years, and here we are in the Feast or Famine Ricketts years. Um, Stroman, he's always doing something weird on social media. Uh, Jesus Christ, all the land use debates uh, that inevitably fall in ownership's favor. Um, tickets are expensive everywhere nowadays, so there are fewer loonies at the park, but damn if the Cubs don't have some of the best loonies. And here's the best part. There really isn't pressure to win because the self-flagellation that is Cubs fandom is outweighed by the desire to get pissed drunk and just enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark. In the years that they suck, they become the scrub-a-doves, a team staffed by replacement-level guys that the hometown still rallies behind until they're good again. It'll be like you never left Oakland. Put that call in the, tipping, in the Tipping Pitches Caller Hall of Fame. That was great. Get all the marks. He really went straight for your soul there, saying, it doesn't matter if they're good, you can just get pissed drunk at the ballpark and enjoy <laughs> the game. You reach straight through your chest. Well, I should have noted, um, I'm actually, I am looking for, so the A's notably have piss troughs. So I am looking for that in my next Oh, team. you are. So you're a pro piss trough guy. Right, yeah. Right, okay. I like to get cozy. <laughs> uh, you've spent quite a bit of time at Wrigley Field over the years. Does that factor in here for you? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, I can certainly speak to uh, personal experiences uh, a bit more. So, Does the long-term health of your... Your romantic relationships <laughs> skew this rubric at all. Right. I've been pitched to be a Cubs fan for like seven years now. Right. So exactly. and you were counting back right there. It's like, what anniversary do we have right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's talk about some of your other categories then before we play another voicemail. 
team performance, player likability, where are they weighing in here? Yeah, I mean, on the rubric, they fared pretty well across the board. Again, recent success. They've, they've known to, to win here and there over the last few years. Emphasis on recent success. They do have an actual roster of, of decent prospects who, who are on the way. The star power is a little more middling without that sort of core that led them to their World Series championship a few years ago. But I did play baseball against Nico Horner, so that one oh. I get to I get to pull that one out every time I go to. How did Cubs you fare game. against Nico? Not well. Not well. No. What I, were I, you doing, and what was he doing? Was uh, he... he was pitching? Oh, I was no. sitting on the bench. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not great. Uh, does that make you more or less likely to want to root for them? Because I'm I, I'll come out and say it. One time I got, I was around the rim. I did not get dunked on, but I was near the rim. Close enough to be in a highlight reel <laughs> for a player who went on to play college basketball at Syracuse. And I'll just say, I didn't root for Syracuse after that experience. <laughs> See, me, I'm like, like with, with, a, with a baseball team or a player or whatever, I'm like, well, if you're going to beat me, you got to go beat everyone now. <laughs> you know, it's like that. Go, go now go win it. Notable that the Cubs, uh, they did build a great core that won a World Series in 2016. So they showed that they could do it. And then they promptly were like, we're done doing that. Yeah. They traded all those players. So. They do have the appetite for behavior like that, uh, led primarily by the Ricketts, which leads us to our next voicemail um, in, in, support of the, in support of the Cubs. How's it going, guys? So I'd officially like to nominate the Chicago Cubs to be Alex's new favorite team. We talked about it a little bit in the episode. Number one reason, Wrigley. It's a beautiful place to watch a game. It's green. I know the team doesn't wear green, but that's kind of close to the Oakland Athletics. But the real reason why I think you would like being a Cubs fan, or at least maybe, Bobby, you'd like him being a Cubs fan, is the content. Because we've got one of the most content-filled owners in the game with Tom Ricketts. Corporate development of a historic ballpark and neighborhood? Check. Sportsbook in the stadium? Check. His brother is governor of Nebraska, Pete Ricketts? Check. And maybe once in a while, he'll trade away some of your favorite guys, maybe all in one fire sale. He'll make you feel right at home, make you feel like you never left the athletics. Let me know what you think. Regardless, we'll welcome you back to the friendly confines anytime. Have a good one. Cubs fans are so nice. I know. <laughs> I would not be talking like that about the Mets if I was doing one of these voicemails. <laughs> I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. You, you're, you're telling me that the Wilpons didn't just create good content for you? They created some kind of content. Right. Discontent. Many of say. it. <laughs> many of it was not recorded, and I think that my life and career is better off for it. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, this is a great pitch. Yeah. Because you can't just become like a fan of a team that's going to make it unfun for us to talk about. I know. We do have to think about the content here. That is imperative for us. Yeah. Maybe a note oversight on my, but well, not an oversight. You know, I initially I was thinking about, you know, team conduct and, and investment as a sort of a uh, positive or negative for the, in, in choosing a team. But, you know, the worse the owner is, the more we get to talk about it. So all of a sudden, crimes.xlsx. Looking a little juicy. Teams kind of rising the, in the power you rankings. You want to download that one and work offline, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, final voicemail in favor of the Cubs. Hey, fellas, it's Nikki. Alex, I'm here from on behalf of the Chicago Cubs fan base to tell you to become a Cubs fan. You're looking for a new team? Cubs, why not? You mentioned jerseys. Well, we got, um, well... 
Red, white, and blue. That's uh, kind of boring. Uh, so, okay, we'll forget about that. Forget about that. Well, but the players, we got some good guys. You know, uh, we've got Patrick Wisdom, Nico Horner, Ian Happ, who are probably all going to be, uh, probably going to be sold at the deadline, um, if things continue. Okay, well, what about the owners? The owners are, oh, geez, yeah, Republican ghouls. Um, uh, what was the, what was the, what was the question again? Oh, right, Alex, you need a new team, right. So, here I am, I'm here to suggest the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> That one was kind of a misdirection, but I was t- I couldn't decide where to play it because it was mostly about the Cubs. Yeah. Um, okay, so sounds like the Cubs are still in contention for you then. They're like close enough that we can't cross them off yet. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they, again, like they're one of the few teams that like feel too obvious, right? They're one of like the baseball teams that they are. <laughs> I've always said that about the Cubs. <laughs> they're one of the ones. They. Someone says Chicago Cubs. You know what I say? Baseball. Baseball team. team. <laughs> Baseball when I say Chicago Cubs, right you say baseball team. Chicago Cubs. Baseball team. Not ruled out yet. Not ruled out yet. Okay, great. Next up, Cincinnati Reds. We got to move. We got to move. Owner, play the song, baby. He's got carrots and lettuce and mushrooms, porcini. The vegetable king, Bob Castellini. Bob Castellini, notable players. It's just a very notable player who has hit the scene recently. His name is Ellie De La Cruz. You heard of him? Uh, Jonathan India, Matt McLean, another top prospect. Alexis Diaz. You know, I didn't put a lot of relievers on here, but I have to say, when it's Edwin Diaz's brother and he's doing what uh, what he's doing this year, notable. Hunter Green, Andrew Abbott, and Spencer Steer, who, you know, not quite notable yet, but another top prospect. Top 100 prospects who have not debuted yet. Edwin Arroyo, Cam Collier, and Noel V. Marte. The return from the Luis Castillo trade. Shortstop. Um, you flirted with the Reds in the past. I have to say that. That was when they were trying. Yeah. That was when they had former Oakland Athletics Sonny Gray on the team. Uh, it was when, you know, I didn't I didn't name Joey Votto a notable players. This is kind of like it kind of falls in the Zach Ranky zone of like he's not going to be that notable for that long. He will, you know, he'll be an emeritus notable player, but he won't really be on on the team contributing for that many more years. Right. Although maybe that's slanderous. Maybe Joey Votto will will play until he's 45 and he'll be great. Um, so that's definitely not a point against the Reds. So yeah, a few years a few years back, you were considering the Reds as kind of your alternate team. I don't know if you actually like landed on them in, in our little game that we played for the alternate team, but no, you, it, was, it was the Twins. Remember, uh, I was a <laughs> oh right, <laughs> it was a Twins. Yeah, fan. for sure. I definitely remember that. Um, we definitely followed through on that segment. Uh, so. The Reds in 2023. In, out. Reds and down, left, right. Another team that like... Carrots? Onions? (laughs) Mushrooms? That like doesn't necessarily fare well on paper, so to speak. But when I look at them... Artichokes, tomatoes? I'm the only only team whose owner has their own jingle. Potatoes? Only one. Leeks? We'd get to play the jingle every single week. Beans, fruits? (laughs) Everything you could need from a wholesale, wholesale vegetable. Fruits? Not fruits. He doesn't have fruits. I assumed it's a it's a vegetable empire, right? <laughs> We've always kind of said it as that, but you have to you have to think that maybe he's like he's hawking some strawberries or something along the way. Like, where's the money in, in potatoes? There's potatoes everywhere. <laughs> it is a fruit and vegetable wholesaler. Okay, great. It great. would feel weird to draw the line. Blueberries, like corn, bananas, corn. I didn't even name. Great. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't. Guy. I wasn't listening to anything you were saying. Are you considering the Reds? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I I am uh like their team that I do feel very drawn to. I you know, I've never been to the stadium, but you've had a very good experience there, I think. You can- great American Ballpark. Unfortunately, it's not just named Great American Ballpark because it is a Great American Ballpark. It's named that for a ba- bank insurance company, I think. Um alas, it's right on the Ohio River. It's pretty nice. It's not top five, but it's definitely not bottom five. Smack in the middle of downtown Cincinnati, which, again, yes, is, as you alluded to, the the place in the Midwest that I have spent uh, a disproportionate amount of time, similar to you with Chicago. Right. Um, Good place to see a game. Yeah? Yeah. Would recommend? Close enough that you could drive to see the Florence Yalls, the independent baseball team as That's well. Big. If you moved to Cincinnati, if you were <laughs> right, considering uh-huh. that, I don't know if you were. Uh, I, I would have hoped you would have told me by now. Uh, we do do a podcast together. We do on a business together. Um, yeah. So all in all, I think a, a point in the Reds' favor rather than a point against them. Yeah. Well, and they're also one of these teams that, again, is in this weird middle ground where like, we couldn't drive there. I mean, we could, but it would probably be ill-advised. But we also that's, wouldn't. No, that's the American dream right there. <laughs> but it, it, why spend three hours on a train when you could spend twelve hours in a car? That is actually really true. Nobody talks about that. I think the 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 star power, the sort of budding star power here, does weigh really heavily, right? You mentioned guys like Ellie De La Cruz, Hunter Green is another one who comes to mind who is just electric to watch out there when he's throwing it in the zone. So so not ruled out yet. They came in on the lower side of my rubric, but I'm making the executive decision to bump them up a few points to keep them in contention. Okay, great. Next up, Milwaukee Brewers. I gotta keep us moving. Owner, Mark Atanasio. Notable players, Christian Yelich, William Contreras, Willie Adamas, Corbin Burns, Wade Miley, Freddie Peralta, Bryce Terang, and Joey Weimer? Weimer? Yep. Weimer, Weimer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the guy. Top 100 prospects, Jackson Churio and Sal Freilich. Some tough names on this one. <laughs> Uh, we did get a listener email in favor of the Milwaukee Brewers. I will read, I will read a highlight from that because it is a, it's a rather long email. The Milwaukee Brewers, also known as Alex Baisley's next favorite team, the rebranding the Brewers went through before the cursed 2020 season, brought back one of the best logos in MLB, the M&B Ball and Glove logo. Color combo of blue, yellow, and white, and cream mix pulling together game day fits a piece of cake. Dare I say I agree with that. Some people will say the City Connect uniforms are garbage, but almost all Brewers fans I talk to love them. They found a way to put beer on the uniform. Important. Seriously, the bottom seam of the sleeve is yellow with a white top, just like the top of a glass of beer. The Brewers' performance can go in waves. Sometimes they look like the best team in baseball. Other times they get swept by Alex's former team. You never know which team is going to show up, and no matter what, they are fun to watch as one of the best defensive teams in the league. You can almost guarantee a highlight-level play every night, even if national media... We'll never actually highlight it because brewers don't get clicks. Wow. Calling out the national media. That's a compelling case. I like it. Um, apologies to Chad who wrote this email in, but I, we don't have time to read all of this here. Uh, he, he notes the hangup of Mar- owner Mark Atanasio, who's done a great job making himself money while also bringing the brewers into a couple of nice playoff windows. But he is a big fan of crying poor. We've talked about this in the past. Um, I believe Jake and Jordan selected Mark Atanasio for least terrible owners and we kind of ripped into them a little bit for that selection. Um, so a little bit of a mixed bag there. Chad closes it out by saying the owner can get in the way sometimes, but you cannot jump from a guy like John Fisher to a perfect owner. You will simply go into shock. 
compelling case. The Brewers. Yay or nay? Where did they rank? Yeah, that was a compelling case for them. They they fell just outside the top 10 for me. They really, like, in terms of success, they have had a, a good period of, if not sustained success, kind of, like, hanging around. As an A's fan, I'm very familiar with just, like, hanging around. Throwing your hat in the ring. And seeing what happens. Right. Uh, they, you know, they have some real star power on that team, as well as a pr- pretty formidable farm system. I also feel like the, the culture around the fan base is pretty good. I say with nothing to go off of. It just kind of <laughs> seems like they're all having a good time. Yeah, they have a slide the in the outfield. Slide. I love a slide in the outfield. A they're, slide that can break bones, apparently. They're, they're drinking beer. They're uh, eating cheese curds. You know? <laughs> yeah, keep, keep going. Good vibes only. I've never been to that stadium. I don't believe you have ever been to that stadium either. But it seems, it seems pretty good. Yeah, you know, and the point about color coordination, really key also. Hard, hard sometimes to coordinate colors with MLB jerseys. It's a little hard to coordinate bright red and blue into your fit. So, so I can appreciate some muted yellows and creams and navy blues. A color scheme for the everyday simple man mm-hmm. or woman. Or gender non-conforming person. Yeah. Uh, in the interest of time, would you like to keep the breweries in contention? Or would you like to cross them off at this juncture? They were outside of your top 10, let me remind you. Let's, let's cross them off. You're too gut, gut nice. Feeling. You're too nice. You just, you're just you afraid of offending. You're just being too much of a snowflake. You have the power. Now wield it, Mr. Biden. Pittsburgh Pirates. Owner, Bob Nutting. Notable players. Jack Sawinski. Best player on the Pirates this year. Jack. Sawinski, Brian Reynolds, who they just signed to an extension, I think to everybody's surprise. Uh, franchise legend Andrew McCutcheon, he Brian Hayes, who can't hit a baseball but is very, very good on defense. Mitch Keller, Henry Davis, their top prospect, their their first overall pick from a couple of years ago, and Luis Ortiz, top 100 prospects who have not yet made wow. the majors. Oh, Neil Cruz shade. Oh, oh, I, I missed him yeah. because he's out this year with an injury. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Again, 45 minutes to sleep. Please <laughs> do not be the person who inboxes me. Top 100 prospects, Tremar Johnson, who was our top pick uh, last year, a couple of years ago, and Andy Rodriguez. We have no pitches from the Tipping Pitches listener, listeners in favor of the Pittsburgh Pirates. So it's all on you. Yay or nay? Where did they fare? They came in right above the, the Brewers in the ranking. Wow. Shocker. Tigers dead last. Pirates top 10. Pirates. <laughs> Pirates owned by Bob Nutting. Top 10. Again, there was a bit of uh, of rankers' discretion in some of these. I I love their jerseys, man. I feel like maybe they're really divisive to some people. No, they're good. They're just flat out good. Great ballpark. Once again, I love I love a good jersey that can actually incorporate black and like do it well. As you mentioned, ballpark. This is a ballpark I have not been to, but you have been to recently. Recently, pretty good ballpark, as I hear. I had a yingling. I had a good time. Yeah. That's a, hell yeah. I walked over a bridge to get there. I love a bridge. I love a good bridge. I love to walk to a stadium. <laughs> yeah, they don't do so well in the recent success uh, category, but in terms of like... Do they do well in the past success category or the future success category? Should I say future? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. Oh. You said they don't do well in recent. They've never really been that good. Right. Not since like Honus Wagner. Right. Or I guess Barry Bonds. <laughs> Those are the two high points. <laughs> yeah, but they but they like have real prospects. They do have like an actual farm system and like a vote for the pirates. Let me just say this to you: a vote 
selecting the pirates would be the belief that Bob Nutting won't fuck this up. Right. Do you believe that Bob Nutting won't fuck no, this up? No, they're they, no, they're like a, always a perspective team. I feel like every every year I I go in being like, hey, the pirates maybe. No, doesn't happen. Next up, St. Louis Cardinals. There it is. And the pod. Here we go. Owner Bill DeWitt Jr. Notable players. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. You might have heard of those two guys. Brendan Donovan, Lars Newtbar, Wilson Contreras, Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty, Ryan Helsley, Dylan Carlson, and top prospect who debuted this season, Jordan Walker. Top 100 prospects on Fangraphs.com who have not yet made the majors. Mason Wynn. Mason, that's M-A-S-Y-N. Mason. Gordon Graceffo and Tink Hentz. Three names of three people who are very much real, according to Fangraphs. <laughs> well, I have never verified their reality. Alex, St. Louis Cardinals, just just tell me yes or no. Just let's not drag this out. No, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it to you. I can't do it to myself. Even though they, even though they fared well on the rubric, again, this is a team that like looks good on paper. Vibes are off. I'm this sorry. Is, this is one of those things where if your rubric turns out a high score for this team, you really got to reassess. Exactly. You really got to reassess where you're at. Yeah. Okay, here comes a heavy hitter. The American League East. First up, Baltimore Orioles. They are owned by the Angelos family. Notable players. Let me just take a deep breath before this one. Adley, Rutschman, Austin Hayes, Gunnar Henderson, Anthony Santander, Cedric Mullins, Jordan Westberg, Colton Kowser, Kyle Bradish. Radish, not really sure. Heard it pronounced both ways. Grayson Rodriguez, Felix Bautista, D.L. Hall, and Joey Ortiz. Top 100 prospects. Oh, I guess I should say John Means as well. He's out with uh, Tommy John surgery, but Jake Mintz would have my head if I did not say John Means. Uh, top 100 prospects who have not yet debuted. The best prospect in baseball, Jackson Holiday and Kobe Mayo. We have three separate pitches from the Tipping Pitches listeners. Would you like me to start by reading one of them? Please. This comes from Vincent. Here's my pitch for why Alex should root for the Orioles. The parallels run deep to the Oakland Athletics. Uh, uniform, orange, black, white, and gray. Not red, white, and blue bullshit. Logo is an actual cartoon and not a letter. And the City Connect is meh, but in the context of the best City Connect, uh, it's, it's fine. The players, for better or worse, the grift actually may have paid off. Vincent mentions that they need to win it all and spend. But the tank did lead to Adley and Gunner and all of those other players that I already named. Uh, historically, they haven't won it all since 83. So it'd be a good time to get on the bandwagon now and see the first see their, their first win since the 1980s. Uh, it'll feel that much better. And the final, the final two points here that Vincent mentions, which I will summarize. The first is Michael Elias, who seems to be a man with a plan. You might not agree with the methods of that plan. You might not agree with the early stage process of that plan, but it's it's at this point kind of hard to deny the results of Orioles player development. I feel good that the Orioles can turn can turn minor league hitters into major league hitters. I feel pretty confident about that. And then uh, the other thing that Vincent mentions here is John Angelos, who is the control person of the Baltimore Orioles right now. Vincent mentions that uh, he needs you to be a fan just so that we can talk more about the Orioles and that... <laughs> John Angeles is considering running for Senate at the what? moment. So what? I haven't heard that before, but I believe it. So that's a point in the content bucket. Alex, what say what say you about the much hyped Baltimore Orioles? 
feel pretty good about them <laughs> is the thing. <laughs> a little unfair because I felt a little good about them going in. Also a little unfair because how could you look at that team and not like feel like rooting for them right now? Like the vibes are great. Did you see Adley in the home run? Like, bro, come on. Switch it in. Come on. Yeah. Okay. And then getting bounced immediately. Second best young catcher in baseball, right? Like the future's behind Alvarez. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, the Orioles score really well pretty much everywhere outside of recent success. And even in that regard, like they haven't been god-awful in the last five or six years. I think the... Hang on. Yes, they have. They were the worst team in baseball for like three of the last five years. Not as long as that. They were good for the last... They were okay for the last two. But before that, they were like over 100 losses. I should have trusted. The formula gave them a, a two out of five in recent <laughs> success. So <laughs> not great. But I mean, as Vincent noted, you might disagree with the methods of the grift, but it's, it seems to have paid off. Exactly. Because of our broken systems. One of the most beautiful ballparks in the game right now. The, the aesthetics of the jersey are incredibly pleasing. John Angelos is a 12-year-old boy in a 50-year-old man's body, and I would love to watch him every single day. Everything he does. Yeah, you got to hand it to him. The like, man, he's the kind of the guy... Man knows how to spin a quote. He's the kind of guy who, like, I think when he goes to the bathroom, you know, he, like, when he's, like, using a urinal, he, like, pulls his pants all the way down to the ground. <laughs> That's a funny image, except he's never used a urinal in his life. <laughs> so, the man was born as a billionaire. Like, what are we talking about? Well, maybe he needs to. I agree. Maybe he needs to try out a trough. <laughs> you know? Uh, another email from listener Eric in support of the Orioles. The feeling around the city and the yard is electric. Get on the bandwagon now before it's too late. He's saying they don't need you. You should want it. You should want to apply yeah. to be on the bandwagon. Uh, these guys are truly a team. The younger guys, Gunner, Westy, Ortiz, Kowser, and of course, Adley. Adley's going to lead this franchise for 10 years. I believe it. I believe it. The outlook, don't tell anyone, but we'll be World Series champs in 2024 and or 2025. Elias has already made all the right moves and he isn't nearly done. There is no more logical choice than the Orioles. If you don't pick them, I'll still listen to your podcast, but I'll start taking Manfred's sides side on some issues. <laughs> Great show, guys. Keep it up. Thank you, Eric. That's 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 a wonderful sentiment. I just want to point out that Alex often takes Rob Manfred's side. That's true. You'll so you be guys right are already here. on the same side. <laughs> GH, sure. Pitch clock, sure. Ban the shift, sure. sure. Whatever. Why not? Whatever you need to do, Rob. Yeah. Do your thing, Rob. Clean up the game. Hey, man. I don't know if you've been watching the first half of the season, but baseball is in as good a spot as it's ever been. And I actually have a column for you that will prove every single one of those points whenever you're ready. <laughs> Just don't look at the byline. Final pitch from our listeners on the Baltimore Orioles. Alex should root for the Orioles because he'd get to watch slash li- watch slash listen to the color commentary of Jim Palmer, who aside from being a Hall of Fame pitcher with funny insights, is also the absolute goat at name dropping. Palmer used a yes camera operator having his orbital bone shattered by an errant gunner Henderson throw to shoehorn in that he knows a producer at the Yes Network who also does work for NBC Sports. This is very hard to follow. And is in fact not even at the game today because he's at Pebble Beach working the Women's U.S. Open. Just needed everyone to know he's friends with a decently connected <laughs> sports producer. Love him. <laughs> it's, it's very niche, but it's very funny. <laughs> the, the Vin Scully of mid-tier TV executives. <laughs> like, 
so I was having lunch with this guy who's um he's an AP for NBC Sports covering the women's LPGA tour. So Time Warner Channel. <laughs> Ob- uh, the Orioles are obviously in contention. Let's just move on. Yeah, yeah. Boston Red Sox owner John Henry, Lima Bean Futures. Notable players: Jaron Duran, 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 Duran. Mm-hmm. You just <laughs> hate when you do this. Alex Verdugo, Rafael Devers, Masataka Yoshida, Brian Bayo, Brian Bayo, James right. Paxton. He's just having a good year. He's not really going to be factor into the long-term future of the Boston Red Sox, but that's okay. Chris Sale and Tristan Casas. Top 100 prospects. Big old prospect in Marcelo Mayer. Miguel Blyce and Sedan Rafaela. We did get one call in support of the the heinous, evil, awful Boston Red Sox. This call comes from beloved member of the Tipping Pitches community, Sam. Hey guys, uh, first time, long time, and all that. This is Sam from the Slack. Uh, that's a Sam Red Sox fan, not Sam Cardinals fan or Sam Dodgers fan, because we've got a few. Uh, I was also the one uh, referenced on yesterday's episode who said Bobby better learn how to pronounce Brian Bayo's name in time for the Cy Young ceremony, which I stand by. But I wanted to get in my Alex's new team voicemail under the wire and. You know, I thought about calling in and doing, like, a bit where I pretended it was, like, November 2018 and everything was great. Like, we're going we're gonna to give Mookie Betts $400 million. And, you know, the prospect of that kind of bummed me out. So I'm going to try my best to make an earnest plea. And I think our best case is probably proximity. You know, Alex talked about not wanting to root for a team that's far away. And... I think an AL East team is where you got to go. You're in New York for games at Yankee Stadium and a reasonable drive to both Boston and Baltimore. So that, I think, gives you maximum opportunity to see your new team, which is going to be the Red Sox. And John Henry, you know, what do you, you want to say? If you want LeBron to be a minority owner of your new team and possibly also have stake in the Las Vegas NBA franchise, Sox. Bye. I hang up and listen. There's your case. How'd the Red Sox fare? I feel like on paper, the Red Sox have a lot of things going for them. The Red Sox are a team who I think, like, in my mind, I would have thought fared better on paper and who ended up right in the middle of the pack around the, the Twins and the Brewers. People have really divided opinions, I think, on the Red Sox broadcast booth of Dave O'Brien and Kevin Euclid. I really like Dennis Eckersley. Who left the booth? Who left the booth recently? So I, you know, the jury might still be out on them. I don't know. Again, nothing that jumps off the page of me. It screams. I mean, I, I appreciated the impassioned pitch. A little tough when the when the 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 biggest part of the pitch is. They're it's not twenty eighteen. <laughs> they're kind of close by. You can hop on a train. You know who is closer is our next team. We're throwing the Red Sox out. You know who's closer. Our next team, the New York Yankees. Oh, oh boy. Owned by Hal Steinbrenner. Notable players, Aaron Judge, Anthony Volpe, Anthony Rizzo, Gleyber Torres, Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Luis Severino, Nestor Cortez, and Oswald Peraza. Top 100 prospects who have yet to debut. The greatest player of all time, Jason Dominguez. <laughs> Notable that 
the cowardly Yankees fans did not even bother to call and make their pitch. You know why? Because they think they're better than us. They think they're. I know that there's. Yeah, they think we should be calling a them. Cadre of Yankees fans in the in the tipping pitches a Yankees podcast community. So interesting. Their silence is deafening. Are you considering the Yankees? I don't feel in good conscience as though it's an idea I can entertain, especially having rooted for the Mets for so long at this point. Like, it'd feel a little weird to just, like, jump across the bridge. They did well in the rubric, right? They've got the star power. The stadium experience... The the stadium itself, I, I, like, don't love that much, but I also think seeing a baseball game there is, like, really fun, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to come right out and say it. You're not allowed to be a Yankees fan. I know. No, you're not, I know. You're not I know. allowed. I know. It Joining the Yankees bandwagon at this point seems like both the most boring possible move and also like the least validating somehow of this yeah. entire process. Like putting every team through this rubric and then just choosing the Yankees just feels like a waste what of was, time. What was the point of that? Also, can I just say, hey, pinstripe jerseys, get a new beat. Oh, wow. Wow. So wait. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I just need to let that breathe, actually. I'm not even going to step on that. We're just going to move on. <laughs> Tampa Bay Rays owned by Stewart, also known as Stu Sternberg. <laughs> Notable players, Wander Franco. God damn it, he is good. Randy Arozarena, Isak Paredes, Shane McClanahan, Drew, Ma- Drew Rasmussen, Tyler Glasnow. Glasnow? Glasnow? Brandon Lau? Not Brandon Lowe. Taj Bradley. Top prospect who has a 5.4 ERA this year, but that's okay because he's only pitched a few innings. And most raised prospects turn out to be good. Top 100 prospects who have not yet debuted Curtis Mead, Kyle Manzardo, and Carson Williams. We got one call in favor of the Tampa Bay Rays. I will play that for you now. I have a pitch for Alex's next team. Listen, I think hating your, your own team and hating the office is in Alex's bones. He needs a team that has sparks of hope routinely crushed or shaved off by management. He needs a team he won't even be sure he'll be happy if they win a World Series because he doesn't want the current management rewarded. And boy, howdy, this Tampa Bay Rays can fit so much self-hatred. All right, level with me here about the Rays. (laughs) No. (laughs) Come on. I mean, they are the team, right? A few years ago, I would have said that the Mets are probably the team that are like the closest in terms of like kindred spirit, in terms of like agony and getting really close and being the the sort of little, being the the, the little sibling in the big market. And now it feels like the the Rays have sort of taken that mantle, right? As like the sort of analog to whatever the hell is going on in Oakland of like. Moneyball 5.0 or whatever iteration. Right, exactly. Hey, if I want to root for a team whose shit doesn't work in the playoffs. <laughs> well, boy, oh boy. Okay, we're not going to reopen this can of worms. Their shit actually kind of does work in the playoffs, but it, it just falls short sometimes. So it sounds like it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I love your Rays negging, and I love how little respect we have for Rays worshippers out there. I, I the also love that like six months ago, a year ago, you were all in on the raise negging. You were like, I will do anything I can to tear this team down. And now you're kind of like, well, <laughs> but I just think when now that we've talked, to, we've talked about half the league already, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> the Rays are definitely going to win a World Series before basically every other team we've <laughs> yeah, talked know, about here so far. Uh, 
they've been good recently. They're going to be good for the near future, probably for the long-term future. It's just that they don't really have a lot else going on. They're not close. They're in Florida. Right. They're, they're, like, their stadium's not doing anything to call me. Also, I know that, like... They might get moved or you right know, they might get moved I, yeah they have stars on their team right now they might get sold how long are they gonna be on the they might trade those stars yeah exactly like, i it just doesn't feel like a good vibe fit with you it i mean it it feels a lot like signing up for the a's again right it'd be pretty bleak to sign up for the rays and have them move in three or four years <laughs> <laughs> okay next up toronto blue jays steve slidkowski's own toronto blue jays owned by none other than rogers communications Notable players, Bo Bichette, Matt Chapman, Vlad Guerrero Jr., George Springer, Kevin Gaussman, Jose Barrios, Jordan Romano, and Dalton Varsho. Top 100 prospects who have yet to debut, Ricky Tiedemann and Addison Barger. No one called in support of Canada's very own Toronto Blue Jays. In contention, yes or no? Where do they land? Another team that's right on the cusp, who like I always really enjoy watching on like a year-to-year basis. I also think they have some of the best jerseys in the league, despite the fact that they are red, white, and blue. I think they use them in slightly more creative ways. I don't have a great argument against them. They're just kind of there. You just don't have a great argument for them. Right. And it just feels like a little bit too much of a hipster thing to do, to just pick the one team in Canada who has great uniforms. It's like, eh, I don't see it. I don't see it. And there's nothing against the Ra- the Blue Jays. I mean, if I was from Canada or if it's I was from Canada. Toronto, I'd be really happy to root for this team. I just, I don't see it for you. Yeah, it just feels like a a different culture there. And <laughs> <laughs> you just can't you can't get with the healthcare thing. I know that about you. Right. It's no. true it's Trudeau, man. It's it's Pelosi's vision or nothing for you. <laughs> I will say only one of these teams heads of state has spoken at our graduation. <laughs> just putting it out there. And that's a point in their favor? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really think so. Okay. Rubber's going to hit the road here. National League East. First up is the Atlanta Braves, publicly traded Atlanta Braves, owned by Liberty Media. Notable players, Ronald Acuna Jr., brace yourself, Sean Murphy, Matt Olson, Ozzie Albies, Orlando Arcia, Austin Riley, Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton, Max Freed, Michael Harris II, and Travis Darno. Top 100 prospects yet to make the majors. There aren't any. They're all on the team, and they're all fucking good. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to be on the team for the next two decades. <laughs> So there's that. <laughs> Be careful if you pick someone against the Atlanta Braves. Uh-huh. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> I'm experiencing that. Um, it would be boring if I came on here and just said, you can't root for these teams because of my own fandom. But like, I actually genuinely think we could not do a podcast together if, if you were a Braves, a fan. Braves fan. Yeah, I don't think we could podcast together. I still want you to talk about where they ranked on your list based on the, the different factors that you put through the rubric. But to the extent that you are going to allow me to have a veto, I would use the veto on the Braves above all 29 other teams in Major League Baseball. <laughs> That's big. It's true, is what it is. Well, I guess, I guess it's, it's... I'd rather you root for the World Series winning Rays than root for the Braves, even if they don't win. Well, it's, I think it's important you make that decision because like, they're the, one of the ones that I feel like would be most in contention. Like If you look at them, if you look at the Braves, you're like, I, it wouldn't be hard to root for them. How are they doing on um, team culture? Do you enjoy spending your free time visiting January 6th protesters? <laughs> How's your bicep for the chop? Right, yes. You want to get ripped mm-hmm. doing the chop? Yeah, uh, vibes are pretty bad around that team. Horrendous. But, 
like they I mean they scored far lower than I than I thought they would. They came in at like 18th. Oh, laying on the Braves. Tail as little as time. All right, I'm going to eliminate them. Let's keep going. Miami Marlins. I would describe this as a team you flirted with on occasion in the past. Maybe not as becoming one of their fans, but you flirted with their players before. They are owned by none other than, none other than art collector Bruce Sherman. Notable players, Luis Arise, Jazz Chisholm Jr., Jesus Lazardo, Sandy Alcantara, and Yuri Perez, who just got sent down to the minors. Not sure what's going on there. Top 100 prospects, Jake Eater. Jake Adair? Eater? Yeah. yeah. Yiddy Cappy. Could be very wrong on both of those pronunciations, but it's okay. No one called in favor of the Marlins. So, Alex, are they in contention? I don't really think they're in contention, even though I find myself watching more Marlins games than I initially anticipate at the beginning of each year. I just like, what's the plan, guys? What's what are we what are we doing here? I haven't seen anything in the last decade or so that would suggest they're serious about building and maintaining a successful baseball team. And I don't know. It's kind of hard to get past that one. It's a fine stadium. It's a little cavernous. It's a bad stadium. Well, sure. I'll just come out and say it. I've only... I, Feels like you're in a high school natatorium. Yeah, it's. I've never been there with the the roof open, and I probably never will with the way the earth is going. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I don't have much more to say on it. They tried. They showed up. Good for them. Next up, it's your New York Mets owner. It's the financial crimes guy himself, Steve Cohen. Notable players: Francisco Lindor, Brandon Nimmo, Francisco Alvarez, Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, Kodai Senga, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, Brett. Beatty, better known as Brett Baby in the tipping pitches community. Top 100 prospects who have yet to debut. Outfielder Alex Ramirez. A lot of power there. We'll see if he can get the bat on the ball. And Ronnie Mauricio. A lot of power there. We'll see if he can get the bat on the ball. Uh, we did get a listener pitch from uh, listener, a listener of the show named John. Uh, John wants to remind you of the Mets broadcast booth. You're a free agent fan and you should think long and hard about watching games called by Gary Keith and Ron. Uh, if he was to make a hard sell on Mets fandom, it would go something like this. The Mets are fun now and are likely to be fun in the future. And by fun, I mean that they generally have more than the regular amount of organizational shenanigans going on and a media environment that won't ever let them live any of it down. When they're bad and underfunded, that is grating. But now that Steve Cohen owns the team, it just kind of adds to the excitement of winning anyway without subtracting from the underdog energy. Also, there's no substitute for proximity. What say you about the Mets? All really good points. I it feels a little unfair to consider the Mets because I've been like rooting for them alongside you for the last few years. The Mets came in at number five overall on my rankings. Wow. Here's the thing. They've been pretty good recently and they got a lot of really good players, and it's pretty fun to see a baseball game there. And yet they stink this season. <laughs> yet they're bad. <laughs> Right. Uh, the, the Yankees and the Mets, obviously the only ones who scored perfect 10s on my proximity grade because I can um, take the subway, which helps. Although maybe it doesn't help enough to overcome being 10 games under 500. Yeah, well. Uh, so are they, are they still in contention or are you DQing them because you basically already are a fan of them? Let's DQ them. I'm not, I, I'm, wow. not, I'm, not, I'm not stopping watching the Mets. A shot across the bow yeah. at me. What, are we both going to be Mets fans? Good God. Wow, this podcast would turn into something very different. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia Phillies, owned by 
cigarette lord, John Middleton. Notable players. Number one, Bryson Stott leading the, leading the team in war this year. Bryson Stott. That's tough. Tough scene. Brandon Marsh, Trey Turner, Nick Castellanos, JT Romito, Bryce Harper, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, and Kyle Schwarber. Like Bryce Harper snuck in there at like eighth. Well, he missed like two months to start the season. Fair. Top 100 prospects yet to debut. Both pitchers, Andrew Painter and Mick Abel. We got listener pitches. We got two listener pitches. One comes from James in the form of an email. I write to you today to make a pitch for Alex to become a fan of my favorite team, a team Bobby knows very well, the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies' history is long and painful as they were the first franchise in North American professional sports to lose 10,000 games. However, there have also been some bright spots in their history, winning the World Series in 1980 and 2008, NL Pennant in 1915, 1950, 1983, 1993, 2009, and most recently, 2022. He goes on to highlight that, you know, they've had a lot of stars over the years, several MVPs in the last couple decades. Um, a pretty stacked roster, as, a, as we already noted. Uh, the Phillies uniforms are something that makes them stand out from the other teams with five different uniform types used in their daily rotation, such as the normal white home jersey and gray away jersey. They also have the powder blue 1980s uniform, the aforementioned, and the red alternate that they wear in afternoon games. And the cream jersey they wear on Sunday home games. A lot of jerseys in Philadelphia. Uh, it's also the original home of... This is an important point. It's also the original home of Alex's former favorite team, the Oakland Athletics. Intriguing. My final point is that becoming Phillies fans will help the podcast and balance out Bobby being a Mets fan. <laughs> what better team to root for than the rival of your best friend's team? Then you can always bring the Mets past failures to annoy him, such as the 2007 season. That hurt. That hurt to read. Was it wrong, though? It wasn't wrong. We also have a voice note sent in from none other than batting arounds Stephen Hessen with the note, Sorry, Bobby. I will play that now for us and the listeners. Hey, guys. It's Stephen. I promise this is not a bit. I know that the most likely outcome here is that Alex adopts the Mets, and you know what? That makes complete sense and would be totally cool. However, I would like to present for your consideration reasons why Alex should become a Phillies fan. One, it would be an excellent dynamic for the pod. It, you know, it might be rough interpersonally, but I fully believe in your friendship and its ability to weather such things. Two, is it important to you to have a working class fan identity with a chip on your shoulder about nearby teams? Because if so, look no further. Three, Bryce Harper. Four, the throwback maroon and powder blue uniforms. Five, they're nearby, but they're not local, so you have easy access to them, relatively speaking. But you do get to maintain your status as a fan of a team outside of the local market, which makes you cool. It also means that you're less affected by MLB TV blackouts. Six, they're the reigning National League champs and have clearly demonstrated an ability to make a deep playoff run. They're fun, they're exciting, but they're not so good that it would feel like you're being a frontrunner by choosing them. There's still quite a lot of baseball pain involved, but a much, much more normal amount than someone like you would be used to. 7. They have an owner that has gone on record multiple times about his desire to spend money in order to field a winning product. 8. There is the tenuous, but nevertheless real, connection between the athletics franchise and the city of Philadelphia, 
time has made the connection tenuous, but there is an enduring affection for that franchise among the people in this city. I have no idea if that is a positive or a negative, but I wanted to mention it either way. Anyway, I hope this was helpful. And if it wasn't helpful, I hope it was at least entertaining. Good luck, and fuck John Fisher. Oh, Steven. Thank you for making such a wonderful case. I, I gotta say, I don't disagree with anything either of Why those people Why am I getting said. talked into this right now? <laughs> oh, no! No, no. The, you know, the, the Steven text- Philadelphia link is real. Did not even think about that. Yeah, both people brought that up. You know, Steven texted me on Sunday, and he said, oh, fuck. I forgot to send in my message for your guys' podcast. I'm sure you've already recorded this by this point. And you know what I said? No, Stephen, we haven't. You should send it in still. And you know why? Because I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, that one's I on you. I should not have let that's, him that's on you. make the case because that was measured. That was accurate. That was compelling. He didn't resort to screaming and yelling. Ad hominems. Exactly. And uh, I fear the Phillies now. I, I got to say, they're probably just based on your reaction alone and they're in contention. I think they're... They, so, uh, on the rubric, New York Mets number five, Philadelphia Phillies number four. Just L after L. Um, I'm going to say for listeners at home, this is the exact moment in the podcast that Alex and I realized that this needed to be a two-part episode. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be three hours. That's, uh, that's just what I'm going to note. And then we're going to keep going on to the Washington Nationals. Uh, owned by the Lerner family. Notable players, Heimer Candelario. Tough start. Uh-huh. Tough start. <laughs> Good season, but tough start. Lane Thomas. What position does Lane Thomas play? Center field? I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> he is an outfielder. Don't know if he's a true center fielder or not. We're going to keep moving on. Stone Garrett and his unbuttoned shirt. Handsome guy. Yeah. CJ Abrams, if he's actually any good, we don't know. Mackenzie Gore, Josiah Gray, and Cade Cavalli. Top 100 prospects yet to debut. James Wood, Elijah Green, and Brady House. We got two listener pitches. Let me read through those for you. First one comes from Jeremy. Our long Nationals nightmare is over. Now is the time to get in on rebuilding before liftoff. The Major League roster already features young, exciting players like CJ Abrams, Josiah Gray, and Mackenzie Gore. And the farm system has James Wood, Robert Hassel, Brady House, and probably soon Paul Skeens waiting in the wings. Tough on that last one. Didn't get Paul Skeens, but wishful thinking. I like it. You want jersey aesthetics? The National City Connect is the single best jersey in all of Major League Baseball. Jesus. You want a ballpark actually in the city with public transit access? We have that. You want a new ownership group that will actually sign homegrown players to long-term deals? We're working on that. But we did just sign Kiebert Ruiz long-term. Look, it's not all perfect, and there's probably still another year or two of tough times left, but the glorious Cherry Blossom jersey ascent of the Nationals is nigh. And now is the time to buy in. And if I may save the best for last, you can always feel good rooting for Sean Doolittle. That comes from Jeremy. A compelling case. I will quickly play for you the voicemail that we also got in support of the Washington Nationals. So when you first mentioned folks should call in and pitch their team to Alex, I started a note in my phone with key bullet points, and I'm really behind, so I was just listening to the latest episode today, and oh crap, I hope I made it in time. So I'm just going to go down my list that I haven't even looked at since the last time I added something, probably by voice while on the road for work, so there's typos, but whatever. Here I go. Come be a Nats fan. Nats are lovable underdogs. Hey, they're actually not even as bad as we all expected they'd be if you ignore the Reds who are somehow good this year. 
Um, but if you ignore that, they won the last two series in a row. Um, they are the newest team in baseball, so that's fun. We can always use more fans. We're on the East Coast, where you also are. Uh, history of a lot of trades, especially a lot of trades with Oakland, so you'll recognize some folks, notably Sean Doolittle, who, of course, is hurt right now. Again, I'm very upset. Let's not talk about it. In the, they're in the NL East, which would make it really funny because of Bobby. Um, it's not the most amazing ballpark in the league, but it is really nice, and there's no bad seats anywhere. Uh, coming in while we're bad means that once we get good again, nobody can accuse you of bandwagoning. Not that there's anything wrong with bandwagoning. I literally wrote a whole blog thing about this, but in case that is a thing to think about, it can go on this list. The longest-running Pride Night. This is a big one. So this year was our 18th annual Pride Night Out. It's the longest-running Pride Night in all of Major League Baseball and the second largest in all of pro sports, only behind the Dodgers, who have their own issues but who also probably buy a lot of the tickets themselves. And it's not actually grassroots community purchases, whatever. Um, you'll get a front-row seat to the Angelos bullshit. you got to love more reasons to be angry about baseball, right? <laughs> That's funny. Clearly, I added that before the O's had what might have been the best example of a pride night in not just baseball, but all men's sports, but whatever. Um, I absolutely do not ever have to hand it to any Angelos, at least until the math and nonsense is settled and learners can sell. And last but not least, uh, Nasland is the birthplace of queer fancy stats, and that should speak for itself or something. Thanks for listening. Bummed I can't jo- uh, join y'all at Coney Island in a few weeks, so come to D.C. and hang out with the HSI weirdos at the ballpark. Bye! Very compelling case. What a delightful voicemail. Yeah, that was a very good pitch. I I think that the point about the fan culture and experience there is really key. Like, I, I feel like I slash we on tipping pitches follow a disproportionate amount of Nationals fans. Who, yeah, how did that happen? I don't know, but I'm not mad about it. Me either. They all seem like they're having a really good time. They seem like good, nice people. Uh-huh. Got a nice little community over there. They didn't choose all of the Republican senators to buy season tickets to their <laughs> right, team. Yeah, they're just from that area. They're just, you know, they do have a nice ballpark. You and I have have both been there. It's okay. It's fine. It's okay. It's. I saw the game there. <laughs> Had the Nationals fair in those games. <laughs> you know, not so hot. Uh, recent World Series. Yeah. Quasi restocked farm system. Are the Nationals really in contention? I mean... In comparison to the the Philadelphia Phillies, who we just heard. I, see, again, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of, of being too mean here, but, um, but I, probably not. Okay. We'll throw them out. We have two divisions left, but we have run out of time on this half of the Alex for Sale episode. At, at original recording, we were hoping to fit it all into one episode, but on, on upon hindsight, that was a little bit ambitious of us. Right. When you when you uh, walked in and said, hey, if we dedicate four minutes to every team, it'll be two hours long, <laughs> max. That I should have known then. With no with no cold open at right. all. Um, so when we come back next episode, we have the AL West, the NL West. Um, the AL West, notably where your, where your current team resides. So we're going to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have the remaining teams that you have not yet thrown in the, the dumpster. Those teams are the Philadelphia Phillies, <sighs> the Baltimore Orioles, just loss after loss for me. Somehow the Cincinnati Reds, the Chicago Cubs, the Minnesota Twins. That's it. Those are the teams that are still eligible based on what we have decided here today. Do you feel good about that crop? I do feel good about that crop. Lots of teams who I've, followed on and off over the last few years so there's a familiarity there uh yeah whoever came up with the list knew me 
knew me very well. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, thank you to everybody for listening to this week's part one of Let's Find Alex a New Team podcast. At time of recording, we're not exactly sure when part two will run. We don't know if it'll be uh, the full wait until next week. We don't know if it'll be later this week. But we appreciate everybody's dedication to the length and the denseness of this here podcast. It's been fun for us. I'm excited to see who you keep in the field from the AL West and the NL West. Uh, Two divisions that I wouldn't necessarily say on paper have a lot of strong contenders knowing you and your baseball fandom. But we will see. Uh, Thank you to everybody who, of course, called in, who made a pitch to Alex about what team he should root for and for everybody who is going to have already done that for next week. Um, If you're listening to this right now, unfortunately for you, we have already recorded part two. And that means that you cannot call and make your pitch for any of the ALS or NLS teams. I would suggest you don't. It's not going to make it into the consideration. But But if you want to just call and just chat... That's what the line is there for. That actually, that actually is what the line you know, is there You know, we opened for. up the line point. so that folks could call in and vent about whatever. Right. Vent about their teams. And y'all have done a lot of venting. I just want to say, you've used the line very well for this, is for this episode. The number is 785-422-5881. Please follow the links in the, the various links in the description. Those links might include such things as signing up for our Patreon. They could include such things as submitting questions for our future milestone episode that will require short answer questions, yes or no questions, or they could include purchasing tickets to come see the Brooklyn Cyclones in person with us and dozens of other members of the Tipping Pitches community at a ballpark that I will no longer name because several people have told me I'm pronouncing it wrong and I just don't want to learn how to pronounce it. So it's in Coney Island where the Brooklyn Cyclones play. That is all we have time for this week. We will return in the near future with part two and with Alex's selection for who he will root for for the next 60 years a heavy burden to bear thanks everybody for listening if you could just read her mind feel something yes I never really knew myself nah 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 I never really knew myself alright hello everybody uh, I'm Alex Rodriguez tipping pitches tipping pitches this is the one that I love the most tipping pitches So we'll see you next week. See ya!